This is Akata is a Bad Word, a podcast to improve understanding between Africans and African Americans through conversations about topics that affect us all. I am Busawa Saka, your host, and I hope you will join me in opening your hearts and minds to different perspectives. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone is well. Today, I have my friend Buki on the <laughs> line today. We're doing this via Skype. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Buki and I went to, we went to Georgia State together, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we were in the African Students Association together. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. I think I met you through, yeah, I met you through another friend because I know we used to always be on campus and yep. like, always things going on but yep asa asa and some other friends that were on campus yeah at the time yeah mm-hmm. i used to always look at you and be like oh she has such beautiful dark skin that's like one oh, thing really? that i always that's one thing i always like said about you was like you you were just that dark and lovely girl oh, thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes and i'm so glad that we ran into each other at that conference that day and um i'm so glad to talk to you today i know i was so surprised to see you. i was like wait wait what's well, so what you doing here and i'm like what are you doing here <laughs> and, and come to find out we work for competitors <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, you know what's funny. I, I wonder if you guys are um, competing for this. Uh, will you know contract that we're competing for? But Probably. I guess we'll see. We'll May see. the best man win. May the, the best, best company win. win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both um, contractors, uh, and we do you know government contracts basically mm-hmm. on, in on healthcare. Mm-hmm. So Bookie, but I, I I have you on today because I wanted to you know talk about this relationship between Africans and African-Americans. And I thought you would be the perfect guest because you're married to an African-American and you are a Nigerian, right? Mm-hmm. right. I am Nigerian-American. I Nigerian was born American. in America. Okay. Yeah. But and, I mean, when I, when I walk, you know, when, it, when people ask me, I don't say, oh, I'm Nigerian-American. I just right. say, I'm Nigerian. But you know, what's okay. funny. People be like, oh, okay. So what city, what, uh, <laughs> what state are you from? And I'm like, oh, oh. Um, so, okay. Well, I was born here. I'm Nigerian-American. <laughs> And they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Where's your parents from? And then I usually say, okay, like Ogun State or something like that, or Lagos or you know things like that. But yeah, and so um, you were were you born and raised here? Yeah, oh. I was born in okay. Texas. Okay. And I was I I was born in Texas, and then we moved to Washington D.C. when I was like a couple of months old. So I lived there okay. till I was about six, seven years old, then moved to Atlanta. So I've been in Atlanta since I was like seven. Oh wow, you and you so, are in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm Atlanta peach. native. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Yeah, I'm pretty much a Georgia peach. So it's funny because it's like, um, yeah, no, some people didn't even know when I was in college because most of my friends were Nigerians. Some people didn't even know that I was from Atlanta for like the longest. They I didn't thought, know that. I grew, see, yeah, people. A lot of people just thought I grew up in, in Nigeria with them. Yeah, because yeah, so it was because I clicked a lot with a lot, a lot of Nigerians from. You know, I hate to call y'all fresh off the boat, but the fresh off the boat Nigerians <laughs> and the Nigerians that grew up here in America. But um, yeah, so I pretty much clicked with both sides. That's good. That's, yeah. So it was so a lot of people didn't realize that I wasn't that I wasn't born in Nigeria and I wasn't raised in Nigeria quotations. Oh, but wow. I definitely was raised in a Nigerian household. I could tell you that. So. I, I I could tell. Um, yeah. I, could not, I would never have known until you told me that you were born and raised here. I knew yeah. that, you know, you probably were born here, but I would not have known. And I think because it was it was because, you know, you were very active in ASA and then you had a lot of Nigerian friends. And so I just, yeah. wow, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, so I know you would know this word then. You might know of the course. word. Yeah. So <laughs> what, 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 how did you? When did you first hear the word? I know you may not remember like day and time and if you were strolling down the street and the sun was shining, but do you remember your first kind of introduction to the word akata and what you thought about it? Okay, so so the first time I've ever heard the word akata, it had to be maybe like an uncle or aunt mm. like talking about somebody. 
And it wasn't like they were talking about someone in a positive way. Right. You know, it was like, they were like, yeah, and this Akata, they said something to me about, and you know, like, it wasn't in the way like, oh, that's an Akata. She's so fabulous. You know, it was, you know what I'm saying? It was never like in a positive. positive. So the first time I heard it, it was like something like a negative connotation to it. Mm. Then I've heard it again because I was called that because really? when I, yeah, I was called that when I was young. I was like maybe maybe six or seven. I went to Nigeria to visit my cousins. And so that's what they, they called me that. And they were like, oh, you're just American. And that's why we call you that. But then when they kept saying it, I, I started feeling offended about it. Like, okay, okay, cool. But it, it doesn't feel good to be called that. You know, so I, you know, that term has never been like a term of endearment to me. Right. And it's funny that, you, you know, you bring up the word, like the name of your podcast is Akata is a bad word, because I actually had debates with some friends about that word. And one of my friends doesn't think it's a bad word. She thinks that it just means American. You know, you, your friend is not the only person. I've talked yeah. to people who just say, you know, this is how we just call African-Americans. Um, some people yeah. say that. They're like, I don't mean anything bad by it. And I'm like, yes, you do. Uh, yeah. But people... Um, um, just use it as a descriptor, like you know how your white people will call white people, yeah. and yeah. then they call African Americans Akata. You know, yeah. some some people are like, "Oh yeah, it's nothing bad," but like you said, I've, the, when I hear it, it's it's, yeah, it's mostly, never like a, yeah, it's never like a compliment. Yeah. It's never like something that's like endearing when it's used in a sentence to me. I've never, but then you're right that some people do say it as a description, like. Oh yeah, that one I caught that um, so and so was hanging with, right. and then you're like, oh, that American girl, da da da. But still, why you? Why can't you just say American? African American is or, too or black. Yeah, Af- too yeah, African American. So, oh, I know black. it's too much. Yeah, it's too much because then it's like we're all black, so then you can't really say black. Okay, so okay, fine. I caught I guess, but to me, it's still it. To me, like what's funny is my husband. He's never even heard of the word until I told him about it. Wow. And he's probably been called that. And he probably didn't even realize that it was that a, it was a bad word. And that it was a bad word. word at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I had to school him on it. Oh wow. And he was like, Oh wow, for real? And I was like, Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, he because it's funny because I would love for you to do a, a actual podcast with him as well. You will learn a lot. But he has had experiences with, you know going to Africa. He's been to a lot of countries in Africa. He's been to South Africa. He's been to Kenya. He's been to, he's been to Ghana twice. Oh, he's wow. Been to, I met him in Tanzania one time for a trip because he spent six months in on the continent of Africa for his documentary. And the, the, the goal or the, the purpose of his, his, his company traveling truth um, is to, give more black people who aren't like in Africa an idea of the positive things that you know that are going on in Africa so that is like his purpose because he you know growing up here in America like I did I remember our history books in school here and they had like two pages worth of African history and it was never like something like oh kings and queens dynasties and things like that it was always something brief about slavery Mm. and then slavery 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 as if black people only came from slavery there's so much great things about us that they never got a chance to learn and i was fortunate enough because i mean i'm nigerian so i know that there's more to it you know there's more to us than that that, and so that that affects self-esteem and people don't realize that until they become adults that wow like this really affected me and how i viewed myself absolutely and so um Oh, yeah. I would love to talk to him. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. let you coordinate that. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Because you, we'll you'll, yeah, you'll get some good information from your podcast. You'll get, you know, the, you'll get, uh, I guess, like the, what do you call it? What's the word? The perspective. Yeah, you'll get yeah. A, the American perspective Absolutely. on black life and his experiences with, with, with Africans. Absolutely. From the I would love that yeah. because I, I'm really trying to make sure that I have a, balanced um, mm. perspective so I, I do t- I talk to African Americans and I talk to Africans as well so I would definitely love to have yeah. him on and he can I had also to plug him in there oh, yeah. no, <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do as his wife um, yeah <laughs> so I would definitely love to have him on and maybe he can also 
talk about what we're about to talk about, which is your, you know, the experience being married, you know, to an African-American as an African, as a Nigerian. How is, how was that for you? Was that even anything that you considered or thought about or had challenges with since, especially since you were born and raised here? Yeah. So for me, my dating life, I had I dated mainly Nigerians um, because, well, first of all, I couldn't really date in high school. So my real first boyfriend wasn't until college. And then there's college and then after college and the people I dated were Nigerian. And for me, um, I realized after like those situations didn't work out that maybe I was, you know, not giving myself a chance to get to know like people that weren't Nigerian Mm. or open myself up to that. And so for me, I prayed and I was like, God, can you just send me somebody who is a good person and somebody who will accept me for me, accept my culture, whether they're Nigerian or not, Mm. like somebody who just love me for me and Mm. respect me and know that, you know, this is what I come with. You know, I'm Nigerian. I love being Nigerian. I want my kids to have Nigerian names, you know, like things like that. So there were things that I wanted for myself and what I picture my family to be. And in the past, yeah, I always thought I would end up with a Nigerian. But at the end of the day, like, I'm very, very thankful for my husband because he actually knows more than a lot of people even know about their own, you know, culture or or country or where they're from. So it's, it was never to me, I don't feel like it was much of a challenge with him because of the fact that he's into that stuff. That was who I met. He knew more about a lot of these countries that even myself, I was like, wait, that happened in Nigeria? I got to Google, you know, like things like that. Like he was very, he's very, very into the culture, different cultures, being open to different cultures, love to travel. So he was always somebody who was very open-minded. So for me, I didn't have much of a challenge when it came to dating him. Our dating life was pretty awesome because of the fact that, and my parents loved him because he was so open. Yeah. They love him because he's so open to just learning everything. everything. And, um, his family is cool too. So it was just like, it just worked out worked everything. Out. Yeah. Everything worked out. But I know that there has been experiences where I've had friends who married outside of Nigerian. And there was one guy that I knew that he married a lady and she pretended she liked Nigerian food. <laughs> and as soon as they got married, she was just like, I don't like the smell of that. I don't like this. And I don't like that. <laughs> and he was just like, what in the world? And, you know, it was like, because he's evil. So it was like Obono Super. You know, it has a certain How smell. Obono is very Yeah, it has, a, yeah it has a smell, <laughs> which is true. And so she was just complaining. But, you know, when they were dating, you know, while he's toasting her and, you know, give her, you know, she, oh, this is good. This is tastes good. And da 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 But as soon as they got married, it was like she showed a different side. <laughs> different side. Yeah. But, but so that like, that's interesting, though. And I, I, I think, and I, I'm making up a theory here. Mm-hmm. I feel like... African parents are more receptive when, you know, the African-American is very open to their mm-hmm. culture and willing mm-hmm. to kind of take on some part of the culture. I think that Correct. makes them happy. Do, do you? Yeah, it does. Do you find I that agree. Be, yeah. I yeah. agree. But I've also had I've also had friends who who their parents was just like, I don't care. I want your <laughs> husband or your wife to be Nigeria or Nigerian, number mm-hmm. one, or from that particular tribe or from that particular town. Yeah. Like some people have had, has had it hard. I was fortunate enough that my parents, they didn't drill that in my head. They just, to me, I, that was mine. That was my thinking. I was just like, yeah, Nigerian this, Nigerian that, because mm-hmm. that's all I've seen. That's all I hung around. So I assumed that was who I was going to end up marrying to begin right. with. But my parents were never like on some, he has to be Nigerian, he has to be this, and he has to be that. And I think as I got older, because I didn't get married till my 30s anyway, and I think as I got older, my mom was just happy that I got married to begin Girl, with, to be honest. That's, that's our you know, parents. <laughs> that, you know, so I think like deep down inside, she was probably just happy that I was just getting married to begin with, <laughs> and that I wasn't super old, and I could have kids, and like, but she's not going to say it out loud. Right. I, right. I, I feel like she was probably just relieved that, you know, I was it married. Happened. Yeah, it happened. And then on top of that, it was somebody who she really liked. Like, so that's a um, blessing. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, like when people say, um, 
that, you know, the parents, like, just like you said earlier about the parents being happy if the persons were open that, yeah, I was fortunate that I had that, those type of parents, but there are parents out there that no matter what, they want their kid to marry somebody Nigerian. And then some of them are still single now because their parents, they're listening to their parents and they, and it's one thing. So, so let me, let me backtrack real quick. Now I could be wrong and I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I know if, if you're raised here in America and you're Nigerian, you would have a lot more in common with someone who's in America, not more in common with somebody who's in America, but I can see it being okay for you to date an American and not be too much of a contrast, if right. that makes any sense. That makes total but, sense. Yeah. So, but like, I get it if somebody's coming straight from Nigeria and they've lived in Nigeria most of their life and they want to end up with somebody that's Nigerian. Like, I understand mm -hmm. that concept. I guess for me, it was always like, so you grow up here, you're born here in America and your parents want you to marry. And it's it's fine. If you end up marrying a Nigerian, that's cool. But your parents want you to marry a Nigerian, Nigerian, Nigerian only because of the cultural aspect. Yeah. Cool. But then what happens if you listen to your parents and you, you're, you're dating all these Nigerians and nothing is working out? Yeah. What do you do then? That's that, that's a very good point, because I know. I know Nigerians and Africans who were born and raised here mm -hmm. and they date, you know, Nigerians, Africans or whatever that, mm -hmm. you know, came here and still have those values and cultures from Nigeria and they right. just don't get along. Right. Um, it, it, so it's, it's okay. I'll give the example of myself. Like I've lived okay. in the U S for, I was born here. I was raised in Nigeria and oh. then I, I came back here when I was 17. So I've been here almost going on 20 years, 19 years. Wow. Wow. Um, my husband has only been in America for like less than half the time. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, we're married and, you know, we dated and we had a great relationship and we have a great relationship, there mm -hmm. were still some of those barriers there. There was still right. those, some, of, some of those challenges there because it's like you're coming, you know, here and you haven't been to the U.S. or stayed, lived in the U.S. that long. Right. You still have these like ideals and values and things that for me, I'm like, um, yeah, I let that go a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. No. Mm -mm. Right. Um, so even with that, there's a challenge. So I can imagine like someone who was mm -hmm. born and raised here and you want to date a Nigerian or an African who you know, mm -hmm. has only been here five, six years. You will have some challenges. You will have some challenges. And yeah. and we're not definitely I'm definitely not saying it won't work out. I definitely think yeah. that it, there will be some challenges and you just got to learn. Yeah. And both sides have to pretty much compromise. But um. I, I've had friends who's definitely married, you know, people that weren't in, weren't raising, you know, in the U.S. and they're fine. So, yeah. you know, it's just that I'm sure that if you've heard their story, I'm sure they've had some barriers that they probably had to deal with. Absolutely. Or yeah, the, it's just like saying like if somebody is from a, a Spanish-speaking country or something and they come here in America and their idea of certain things is differently, you got to kind of like go, you know, kind of compromise with them and like get to understand them and where they're from. And it's just right. different, you know, it being is. in America. Yeah, it's just different. And and it America is. is so, you know, it's a huge like melting pot of like different yeah. cultures and things are changing. And, you know, um, I was talking to a friend yesterday and it's like, you know, he was saying that his wife kind of felt like she had to do everything because that's what she grew up seeing. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, these days now, you know, the dads are doing the daycare drop-offs. They're taking the kids mm -hmm. to soccer practice. <laughs> They're, mm -hmm. you know, putting dishes away. So things are definitely um, changing. Mm -hmm. And I think the American culture is more open um, to that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you, so I know that, you know, your parents were, they were very open and they they were good with, mm -hmm. you know, you having an African-American husband and they like him, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, mm -hmm. So how do you all balance like, because I know he has his own sort of cultures too that, you know, right. from, from his family and you have yours, right. even though you were raised, he, born and raised here. How do you yeah. guys kind of balance the two? Okay, so... That question, okay. So for me, I think the the balance part comes with. First of all, I, I mainly eat Nigerian food, 
So in the house, yeah. So in the house is mainly Nigerian food, cooking, eating Nigerian food. So my son is definitely going to be eating Nigerian food. Um, Thanksgiving is a big deal for them, mm, for his yeah. side of the family. So we make sure that from around Thanksgiving, we get all the American food, which is so good to me. It's all good. the American food, mac and cheese, turkey, <laughs> you, know, you know, just all those things is just amazing. And mm-hmm. I mean, Thanksgiving is good for, you know, we so I celebrated Thanksgiving growing up as well, but it was Thanksgiving like with Nigerian Niger- food. Yeah, you have to have you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, jello fries and yeah. things like that. So that, that was my Thanksgiving. Yeah. So what's great is that my son is going to have best of both worlds. Yes. He's going to have Nigerian food for Thanksgiving and uh, or Christmas and um, his side of the family. And as far as balancing, um, I didn't want my, I didn't want his first name to be English because his last yeah, name is right yeah right. so his first name is tile and so that was something that i always said i wanted my son to or daughter to have a nigerian yoruba first name period like you and yeah, yeah. and so for for me um my husband was like, of course, like, you know, that was not, it was not even a question. Like mm-hmm. he, because of his personality and who he is, he was like, yes, of course. And so his first and middle name is Yoruba Nigerian. Right. And um, so as far as balancing, I think for us, it's just, I'm going to make sure that he definitely is in touch with his Nigerian side. And so like growing up, I was part of this organization called Nigerian Youth Alliance and it connect it connected those who grew up in America to those who were in Nigeria. Mm. And so for us that grew up here in America, we learned so much. I learned so much about different tribes, different, you know, states in Nigeria, the different people, you know, from the North side, the South, like I learned so much about my culture because of that organization. So I'm like hoping that my son will be able to be part of something like Like that. that. And um, another balance I would say as far as our relationship, I mean, I grew up here in America, so I don't see, there wasn't too much of like a challenge as far as me and his, his, like our relationship. Uh, He's very hands-on as a dad. He's very hands-on in general. So there's no, um, the wife has to do this. So the husband has to do that. Now, sometimes in like, in, I feel like in our culture, there's like strict rules where the husband has to do this and the wife has to do that type of thing. But for me, I, the way I grew up and I saw my mom like doing so much, I was like, when I get married, I, I, I can't do everything. Right. And I'm hoping that I marry somebody who is open to not just being strict rules, this and that. Because, you know, at the time, again, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to marry a Nigerian. So right. hopefully, I, you know, like, I was like, hopefully I marry a Nigerian that's like understanding, understanding. and knows that. Yeah. yeah. And so I hope I answered the question, but. Oh, no, I, I, you yeah. did. Um, and yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that you said you pretty much cook Nigerian. So I'm, I'm assuming that he loves Nigerian food. He loves Nigerian food, but he does not like that the spicy part. And so, yeah, so I have to like, when I'm making food sometimes, I'll make my portion spicy and then try to <laughs> put his to the side and and not make his side spicy because I love spicy food. And that's the only problem that I think our biggest challenge with the Nigerian food is the <laughs> spicy. that's your biggest challenge, you have no yeah. problems at all. He does, and he hasn't, he doesn't really eat pound of yam though. He doesn't eat, he doesn't really eat pound of yam. He doesn't like, I think he tried okra soup maybe once. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not, it's not something that looks like good if you don't know what it is. So I can understand how that could look like a scary, like okra yeah. soup looks pretty scary. And so <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Nigerian. <laughs> I don't so like pounded yam. I'm not a yeah. big fan of pounded yam at all. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's I'll, so eat, good. I'll eat Eba all day. All day. And everybody's good too. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Everybody, pound of yam. I love I love it all. Except I don't like Amala. I don't, I don't like, like either. Yeah, the, I don't <laughs> like the dark skin, the light skin one. I don't care what color it is. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, dark skin, it just tastes nasty. Skin. You know, like they'd be like, Oh, the dark one, the, the light one. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't care. It tastes the same to me. It tastes nasty. <laughs> and so but yeah, so jello fries, of course, he likes jello fries. Fried rice, you know, yeah. that's so but yeah, we I pretty much make Nigerian food, but it is a challenge also though, because um, as far as like Nigerian food, I can't expect him to know how to make them. So right. it's pretty much just me. You, yeah. And so, and everything that he likes sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't think I want that, you know, cause he's, he's a fan of spaghetti. That's like his thing. Mm-hmm. And I do not like spaghetti with a passion. Like I just <laughs> dislike spaghetti I, I like any other American food I can eat, but something about spaghetti. Karen, what does spaghetti do to you? 
I think because it was because you know what? Well, basically, what happened was when I was growing up, my mom used to make spaghetti all the time for uh, me and my brothers, and so she would make bunches, a bunch of like big, 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 like big bowl of spaghetti and just a whole bunch. So we would eat it all the time, uh, and I think what happened is I just over time just didn't like the taste and even as a kid i just remember not liking it but i had to eat it because i couldn't cook and so my mom was like you have to eat whatever i cook and so i had to eat it but now i'm older and i have an option of not eating it you I don't like, want it. No. Yeah. It's like I put it I don't on. know if the taste or something. And I don't like red sauce that's not Nigerian red sauce. I think oh, that's the problem. See, see you know what? Yeah. That I, I I have that similar issue as well. So my mm-hmm. kids now, so you know, I'm like killing myself because I hate blending pepper. And for, for those ah. of you listening, so the Nigerian sauces are basically we blend the pepper from scratch and kind of blend yeah. a mix of like the bell peppers and the tomatoes, the onions and like the mm-hmm. the hot pepper. You blend everything together. And so I used I started off using that to make their the spaghetti sauce or pasta sauce that I make and I put mm-hmm. like ground chicken in it and they loved it, right? And so mm-hmm. but I don't like blending pepper. So my friend wanted she was like, <laughs> Oh, just buy the, the spaghetti sauce from the in the jar um from the grocery store. Yeah. And just try that. I was like, oh, okay, I'll try that. Do you know these kids did not eat it? Yeah, they didn't like it because they, they know like, the real no. deal. They're like, no, this is not, no. Go ahead and blend. And I'm pepper. sure, this is not you know what's funny? If my mom made the spaghetti with her soup, I probably would like spaghetti today. Yeah. But I would I would like it. I would probably prefer it the way that you're making it for your kids. Oh, yeah. Versus the spaghetti, the spaghetti sauce yeah, and things I, like I that. I don't like. I set myself up with that one because now they yeah. won't even like touch the marinara that is so funny yeah they're not gonna yeah they're not gonna like real spaghetti when they get older probably no. not no they're yeah. gonna be like you like no yeah they're gonna be like the only spaghetti i eat is the one my mom makes the ones that she the you know that makes she the makes sauce. Like, yeah what? and that's it they're not gonna want to go to a restaurant their choices are not gonna be spaghetti they're gonna nope. be like where is something else yeah so, it's missing something yeah but it's what you know what's weird is what i like lasagna i like what is the other one I like ravioli. I just, it's something about spaghetti. I just, mm. it's so weird. I don't know. I, we I, all I have, have no those like quirky yeah. things about food. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do not. <laughs> so you talked, <laughs> you talked about, um, you know, raising your son to definitely mm. embrace Nigerian values and know the culture. Mm. What mm. types of um, things do you want him to like adopt? For instance, like, you know, I'm big on, you know, and I, I, I I'll preface this to say it's not necessarily a Nigerian thing because mm-hmm. I believe that every culture has a culture of respect. Um, yeah. But I'm very big on with my kids, them being respectful to older people and respectful mm-hmm. to their elders. So you don't call grownups by their name. You call, yep. them, you know, if, if you know their family members or, you know, family friends, auntie, uncle, if, yep. we, do, if we don't know them as miss or Mr. So-and-so. So yep. what is, those are the, for me, those are examples that I can give like, okay, even though we're in America, um, yeah. I want, I don't, I want to instill those kind of cultural things in them. Yeah. What are some things that you can think of okay. that you want your, your kids to do? So everything you said, but to piggyback on that, I'm going to add on to that. So everything that you said is what I want to instill in my child. But at the same time, I also want him to know that we are a unit. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that when you step out of the house, you represent our family. I think that sometimes, I know that in the American culture, sometimes it can be very individualistic, whereas it's just just about me. This is about me. You know, I do what I want or, you know, and it's not a reflection of your family. Whereas Nigerians, you know, we'd be like, oh, "Oh, you know, you know how it is. Like if you do something, it's like, oh, your parents. And that's, to me, I want him to have that only because there's then it kind of it helps them check themselves yes. like if you know you're doing something you're not supposed to do you think in your head okay what's my mom going to think i don't want my mom to or my dad or to this to be a bad representation of, of, of my family, family and how yeah. my parents raised me yeah. and so to have that type of mentality i want him to have because i've known plenty of people who don't have that mentality and they just kind of do whatever they want and it's an embarrassing it's an embarrassment to their family and so that's one thing i definitely want to instill in him is to know that also to look out for like 
in the future, by the grace of God, I have another child, right. but to look out for each other, look out for your brother, look out for your sister or yeah. whoever, and know that th- you guys are together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just you by yourself and you do you by yourself. It's a team. Absolutely. It's a family unit. And so that's definitely something that I feel like that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. It was very, you know, if your brother did something wrong, you're in trouble too because you was watching your brother do it. You know, that type of like mentality. Right. Not, you're responsible for yeah, each other. Yeah, you're responsible for each other. Yeah. And so um, my husband wasn't raised like that. So one would get in trouble and then that's it. The other one would just get in trouble because, and I was like, no, if child does something and his sister or brother is there right there, they both, both y'all get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> both y'all get, because then it teaches you, okay, y'all got to look out for each other. Y'all got to convince each other. Somebody got to tell somebody that's not the right that's thing to the, do. Yeah. And so I feel like that's how I want my child, you know, to, to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. So yeah. definitely what you said, as far as respect, uh, auntie, uncle, Mr. and Mrs. And it's so funny you mentioned that because there's a Nigerian lady that I work with and she was like, call me Agatha. And, and you're threw, like, no. It threw me <laughs> off completely because I am I was ready to be like Dr. So-and-so, you know, her last name, Dr. This and that, Mrs. This and that. Like I was making sure that when it came to her though, mm-mm, I was not going to disrespect her. And she was like, no, call me Agatha. And it took me a long time to say her name. So even when I see her today, I still say, oh, good evening, ma'am. Uh, good morning. Because I just feel it's so disrespectful it's so, to just yeah. to be like, she's like my mom's age or even older. And it just yeah. felt weird for me to be call her by her first name. Even Denaris's mom, I can't call her by her first right. name. It's still weird to me. Even if she wants me, she wants me to call her. But I just, it's yeah, I'm still working definitely. on that. Yeah, like <laughs> for me, I had the same experience when I mm-hmm. uh, my first job. There was a lady. She's an African American lady. She's much older. She, I mean, she had gray hair. She was mm-hmm. older. She was probably older than my mom. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would hear like, you know, it was funny because everyone else called her by her first name, mm. and but but the African Americans on my team did not call her by her first name. What? They always, and so it was from them that I was like, okay, so we're calling her Miss Brenda. That's how she she is, Miss Brenda. And I was like, that is so cool that, you know, even here, like some people just feel like, and I always, like I, like you, it's just strange. I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. call you by your first name. Like you, even like now, yeah, even you. now. Like I feel myself cringe when I, like, when I'm about to say her name. Like, because one time I think I said I just was like, okay, let me just say her name because I needed to get her attention. And I was like <laughs> Agatha, and when I said it, and she's like, oh hi, and I'm just like in my head, I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> still like, hard. Like that? yeah, like she's like, what's up? Like, and I'm just in my head, I'm just like, oh, it's uh. so hard to call you by your first name. <laughs> It oh is very God. hard. I find it hard to do that too. Um, yeah. Even if, you know, and I think in a past, like, I think the first or second episode, we talked about that too, where it's like, I was explaining, you know, my sister-in-law and I were talking because she's American and I was telling her, mm-hmm. you know, that especially with in-laws, you know, in the Nigerian culture, like if your if your sister-in-law is younger than you, mm-hmm. you don't even call her by name. You call her auntie. You like you sister so and so or whatever. Sister then, yeah, even mm-hmm. if they're like two years older than you mm-hmm. and yeah. It's just that I don't know. It's just that culture of, you know, that's just what we do. And yep. I, I want, you know, I don't want my kids to like of course feel like they can't be free around people or be themselves. Right. But at the same time, like I feel like that respect is is a big thing. Yeah, because these days, a lot of these kids, they just have no respect for older people at all. Like, at all. That that calling by name just makes me cringe. It it makes me cringe, too, even to this day. So I'll see her at work on Monday, (laughs) and I I just, sometimes I don't even say her name. Just, good evening. Yep. That way, I don't have to avoid having to say her name first and not say Mrs. or Doctor. doctor and she's yeah. Doctor too. So you know how Nigerian. If you get oh, the doctorate, you Doctor honey, something forever. Do- we had yeah. a, a chief, me- our chief medical officer where I worked before. Uh, it, he will always be like, "Call me Od." I'm like, "No, I cannot, sir." <laughs> You are a medical doctor. Exactly. <laughs> and a surgeon. See? And I, I, I was and like, I just can't. I was like, me and you are cool. Like, we can, yeah. we can just all day. But yep. even in the gist, I cannot call you by your 
first name. I can't yeah. do it. I can't bring myself to do it. But um, what's crazy is where I work, everybody's doctor. Everybody's a doctor. Yeah. yeah. So they call each other by their first names. Yeah. And then no matter how old they are, they're uh, John, Jack, you yeah. know, si- Simon, whatever. They don't say, oh, Dr. So-and-so, come over here. Dr. So-and-so, da 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 Like, yeah. they just say first name, first name, first name. Yeah. And, like, even then, like, I just remember when I first started working there, how I was just like, oh, my gosh, I got to get used to this. Yeah. And not... It takes some getting used to. Mm-hmm. But do you and feel so, like, uh, so I've heard the argument that, you know, when you are able to call people by um, their names or whatever, there's an another level of familiarity where it's like, okay, now you're... It's like okay, now we're 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 close, or we can mm-hmm. be freer with each other because mm-hmm. you know we're on that level. Yeah, I think that's another thing too. Yeah. I think because it also depends on, for example, the the work atmosphere. Because right. um, I think a lot of places sometimes I'll just speak for myself and where I work is that when they call each other by first names and not doctor so and so. Is so that it won't be so formal every yeah, time they exactly. talk to each other. Exactly. Yeah. So that's definitely the case. Yeah. So I want to go back to um, something that you mentioned about being called um, a kata when you went to mm-hmm. Nigeria by by Nigerians, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I know that you know you were born and raised here. How mm-hmm. how do you kind of see? your relationship with your family members or friends or whoever that are like, you know, born and raised in Nigeria. Like, do you feel any kind of alienation or kind of like, eh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say alienation. I think, mm-hmm. I think you would probably, you would have to ask me a different part, you know, times of my life. I think mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I'm talking about now, then no, but I definitely when I was younger, yeah. and you know, when you're younger, you're already trying to find yourself and yes. figure out who you are. And so I, when I was younger, it was always like, okay, so I'm not Nigerian enough. And then mm. you go to America, you go to school, you're not American enough. Because first of all, I couldn't just hide behind anything. My first and last name is straight up Yoruba, <laughs> period. So yeah. it was like, I couldn't be like, oh, my name is Mary and my name is, you know, so like I couldn't do anything like that. Like I, every once I said my name, it was like, I'm Nigerian. So it was like yeah. I was walking Nigerian. And so when I was in school, so it was like getting picked on because of my name being different. Mm-hmm. Go to Nigeria. It's, oh, you know, you're not a Nigerian enough. Oh, do you speak Yoruba? Oh, so you don't understand everything. And da 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 And so then they'll like try to teach me Yoruba and then like make fun of me at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. It's and so, weird. yeah. And so it was like I was at that place where I was just like, dang, that I'm just pretty much. I can't fit like, in anywhere. Yeah, I can't fit in <laughs> anywhere. And so I that's, just remember horrible, feeling though. that way when I was younger. But then I think as you get older, you, you meet more people that are like you. And I think that was another thing. So there was plenty of Nigerians here that felt the way I did. And we clicked because of that. Yeah. So we knew how it felt to be like called that word. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, be like. Okay, but I still appreciate that I'm Nigerian. You know, I still right. say that I'm Nigerian. Period. I w- even my mom raised us in our house and was like, "You're not American. You're Nigerian." Mm. And it's true because if my parents decided to live in China and I was born in China, I wouldn't be Chinese. <laughs> you see that's what I'm a, saying? Like, that's a fair point. I w- yeah, I wouldn't. I would be a Chinese native. What is it called? National or a Chinese national? Or I think that's what it's called. Na- yeah, but. I will still be Nigerian. Right. So at the end of the day, that's that's that was like the best way my mom said it is that you're still Nigerian. Right. You grew up in a Nigerian house. But as soon as I step out of the house, I'm still Nigerian. I do have the, you know, I guess the 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 benefit of living in both worlds because as soon as I step out, I can be around Americans and, and get along get with along. them. Yeah. And, yeah. And then go home and, and be fine. And and so but yeah, to answer your question as far as alienation, I definitely felt like that when I was younger. But as I got older, I just felt more comfortable with who I was and who I am. And um, my family members now, the ones that, that that did say that, they're the ones who want to come to America so bad now. And, you know, it's just funny to me because it's like, yeah. or we just connect on, you know, Instagram or, or Facebook or something like that. And it's... You know, I don't get called that anymore. I can tell you that. You know? Oh no, they don't yeah. call you that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I, so I wanted to ask you too, like, um, if you, you know, looking f- sort of from the 
not necessarily outside in, but mm-hmm. how, if you could describe the relationship between Africans and African Americans, how would you describe it? <sighs> That's a good question because me and my husband we had this discussion like mm-hmm. years ago um, when we were dating, and so he was telling me about his experience when he was in college, mm-hmm. and he was saying how like he wanted to get to know a lot of like he went to Georgia Tech, okay. so he was um. He wanted to get to know like a lot of the Africans at Georgia Tech and just, you know, anybody. He's somebody who likes to be friends with everybody. And he felt like when he was trying to be friends with a lot of Nigerians or even Africans that they kind of like shut him out. Mm. And so there was this kind of like almost like a resentment towards African at some point mm. because he wanted to get to know them. But it's like they weren't giving him a chance. And then so you have Nigerians where, you know, there's assumptions that are being made about African-Americans that just most of the time is not even true. And so I would say the best word to describe the relationship between Nigerians, not Nigerians, just Africans in general and African-Americans, I would say is that there's this disconnect. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if there's a true dialogue, we'll realize that we're actually more similar than different. And yeah, you know, their last name or first name may be different and may not be Ade something or Chi something or, you know, whatever. But when you really, really get to know somebody and you really talk to them about their family background and their history, you realize there was a lot of things that they kept Mm. in their culture that came from us. And um, they were just unfortunate enough that they had to go through this whole situation with slavery and all of that stuff. Whereas, you know, they don't know, they can't go back and say, I'm from this particular country. Right. We were fortunate enough that we can say, oh yeah, duh, my parents Nigerian, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think for me that the the biggest misconception is that they're stereotypes yes. that both sides see of each other and it's not fair because what happens here is that a lot of black people here the negative images they got from from africa was the what the feed the hungry mm-hmm. africans are poor they ride on elephants they they're not you know like uh what what, what else uh terrorism in africa uh and i mentioned that people yeah i mentioned the poor part or just Things like that. And so even when I was in school, I was called African booty scratcher, you know, things like that, Uh, like being being picked on and things like that, because they didn't know any better. And where was they going to get that information? It wasn't in their history books. I can tell you that the books that I read here, you would basically have to go out your way to find find if you find the information because it's not on TV. So you're not going to find it from TV back when we grew up. You're not going to find it from TV. And this is before Wakanda and all of that stuff. You're not going to find it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, you're not going to find anything that, that unless you really, really did your research. Yeah. So let's say from a, a perspective of a black person who grew up in America, they were never going to know this stuff unless they really, really went out of their way. And most people don't go out of their way. They okay. just go through what's whatever's being thrown at them through media. Then you have the African side. And so you have people coming from Africa to America. And most of the time when they first get into this country, the black people they're meeting are not the ones that are like the, I would say the ones that know better. You know, when you first get, when you first get into, I know from my parents' experience, when they first was in school and they was working maybe at, you know, a job at the restaurant or something, the people that they're encountering or the type of black people they're encountering aren't the ones that are the ones that, you know, we met in college or the ones, you know what I'm saying? Like the ones that actually knew knew better you get the ones that you know may have mentioned oh why don't you go back to africa or what you doing yeah. here uh, <laughs> you know that, like that type of and so yeah when you have that experience you take it from both sides both sides there's a disconnect there's no dialogue yeah so everybody's going off based off stereotypes absolutely it's and all so, stereotypes mm-hmm. it's all and stereotypes it's, and it's negative stereotypes and, yeah. it, and we're more powerful together than apart and right. i feel like you know, I hate, I don't want to sound like one of those conspiracy theorist people, but it's like, I feel like it was purposely done that way. I feel like there, you know, the, the disconnect was there for a reason, because I feel like it, it had black people knew how great these countries were in Africa, they probably would have left a long time ago. Mm. And, you know, the U.S. thrives on black economics. They thrive on money being spent and from from black people imagine black people spending the black people in america spending all their money in africa moving back to africa starting businesses in africa it will shift right. there will be a drop economically here right. in the us so i just feel like they i feel like these systems they put something in place 
for there to be a disconnect. And it's up to us now because there's social media, we can connect easier now. Yeah. So it's up to us now to actually learn from each other and realize we're just, we're not that different. We're, not. we're different, but we're not that different. Right. You know, right. And, and some so, of our, like you said, some of our cultures are similar. I mean, yeah. because they, they came from us. Right. So, yeah. you know, like I, the example I gave, like the African-Americans, you know, that I worked with, they were like, oh, we're not going to call Miss Brenda by her name because she's Respect. ordered to be my yeah. mother. Um, yeah. You know, so it's it's one of those things where um, we have more in common than we mm-hmm. realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are, you know, the stereotypes. But I feel like like you rightly said, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when your first introduction or your first meeting with a certain group kind of determines how you view that group mm-hmm. and it kind of just taints your you know your experience and so mm-hmm. there are people who you know you can't they're africans who you can't tell them don't call this person akata they believe that akatas exist right. and their own definition of akata is the neck rolling the ghetto yeah. Finger the, snapping, the reality TV the, version yeah, the one, of you know, a black with, person. Yeah, yep. with the baby daddies and yep. a baby mama. Like, it's just, you know, yeah, the, yeah, that's an Akata right there and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I'm like, these are individuals who made choices right. of their they own. They grouped them together, yep. And yep. it would be unfair, too, if Nigeria or any other African country was characterized by poverty because that's what we're seeing on tv so like you said people will Mm -hmm. see stuff on tv and be like oh all africans are poor yeah or you know they walk around and flies are buzzing all around them because that's what you see on tv or they they ride elephants so they do all these things you know they live in huts and and all that crazy stuff and what's crazy is my mom was like the first time i even seen animals was in a zoo here in america me me too (laughs) i was not looking for any animals in nigeria she was like no i i didn't see any elephants in Person until I went to a zoo here, taking to taking you to a zoo when you were y- younger, you know, so right. things like that. And my dad had, you know, he has the marks, he has the tribal marks on his face. Mm-hmm. And so people used to ask me when I was younger, like, oh, what happened to your dad? Um, why is his face like that? What oh, what happened to his face? Did, yeah. he, did he get scratched by, you know, like a lion a or tiger, an animal or yeah. something? And I used to be like, no, he didn't. I would have to explain. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna be ignorant too. I'm gonna say my dad fought a lion and he won. <laughs> you know, and they, the, the lion face. just the lion just perfectly scratched his face in just a way that it just looks symmetrical. Like, yep. and it never it was, healed. It was and like... it never healed, and it was just a permanent <laughs> scar. It was just so funny because I just remember like people asking me that when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and like it was the norm to me to see my dad's face like that. You know, yeah. it wasn't until somebody again, you know, and again like they didn't know any better yeah so it, you know it's a cool thing to be african now so it's very cool like yeah, listen yeah. you see everybody's wearing ankara now everybody mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. wearing the head wraps everybody's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. which is great hey i'm all for yeah, it yeah i like it yeah I like it but too. it would be nice if it was in when i was in school i know right when, when we were kid. younger and being called yeah, names. yeah. <laughs> so I know you've you've ta- touched on some a few ways you know to kind of bridge that gap but any any other ways that you can think of that you know as a people you know as black people Africans and African Americans whether you're an immigrant or you were born yeah. and raised here like what are some ways that you think you know to kind of like, bridge that gap yeah I think for me um, I mentioned earlier like just true dialogue and actually being open to actually listening to either side and what I mean by that is because when I when I hear my husband talks about like talk about his experience growing up here in America and like yeah I grew up in America too but my experience was still a little different mm. you know um, at the end of the day there's a lot of people there are a lot of black people here in America that would give an arm and leg just to know that, to know where they're from, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like with a lot of Africans, sometimes they'll use that against African-Americans to be like, they don't even know where they're from. They don't know the, 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 you know, like, instead of just being like open, like, okay, they, this is what happened to them. This is why their history is the way it is. And it trickled down for generations. Yeah. And I feel like, um, just being more friendly to people that may, are not from where you from. I think sometimes I've seen, and like my, my, my husband said that he, when he was in college, how he wanted to talk to Africans and, you know, like 
and he kind of felt like shut out or things like that. And I was like thinking in my head, like, I probably did the same thing when I was in college and didn't even realize it. Probably. And same so, here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same yeah, here. and I was like, I probably did the same thing in realize because it was just so fun being around each other. And I think for me, my experience was 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 all of that because I went to high school, I went to elementary school, middle school, you know, with Americans. So it was so nice to be somewhere where I didn't have to worry about being called a name. I, you know, people had the same experiences as me. So I think the one thing I can just say is that as far as like bridging the gap, I think there's social media. So now there's, everybody's open to traveling to different mm-hmm. countries. Yeah. And I, I think to me, I would just say it is time, especially for a lot of like American, like black people to travel to different countries. And cause my husband had a great experience when he went to different countries. They loved, they loved and embraced him oh, in all great. these countries. So I think for me is just I will say just in order to bridge the gap, we just need to be traveling on both ends. And some, you know, well, if you can afford it. I don't want to just say, oh, travel just to travel and you don't have the means for it. But I I know the first step is like just reading about things, cultures other than yours, knowing yeah. the history of, of other people and why they're the way they are, understanding the systematic, you know, racism that comes with this co- this country and why certain things happen to certain populations you know being more understanding of that would definitely help Absolutely. um so it's it to me it, it starts with also how you raise your children and how you and who you surround yourself with and in, in teaching them if they're ignorant like that's not what the deal is yeah. and this is the truth you know things like that so sometimes i even tell like some of my Nigerian friends, like, if they make a comment and it's like, no, that's not why. Yeah. And then I have to, like, school them. And they learn. And they don't make a negative comment again like that. So I think that's, that is, honestly, it's more just the dialogue and just being open to listening to both sides. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I definitely agree with Mm -hmm. everything you've said. Um, Well, Buki, I don't want to keep you too long, but that... I want to thank you so much um, for sharing your perspective. It's it's a different perspective, even mm-hmm. from mine, because, you know, I wasn't born and raised here. I was born right. here, but I was raised in Nigeria. But, you know, we were able to get along and we were cool. Yeah. Um, but, it's, you know, it just shows, you know, just the different dynamics uh, and the different intricacies that just come with, you know, all this cultural stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I thank you for sharing um, no your problem. perspective it was a pleasure. and I would love to talk to your husband. So let's, let's set that up. I would love to yes, get his perspective indeed. as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much for this. Thank it was you. good. This was a great interview. I had a great, well, not interview, but a conversation. There we go. Yes. It was a great conversation. Yes. And th- Thank you for listening to this episode of Akata is a bad word keep up with episodes and more via iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Instagram at aka ta is a bad word. <laughs>